Here we are, kids. Stream Warrior 69. And we're just going to jump right into it. We are talking Steven Spielberg, not the guy that sank the Titanic, the filmmaker. Let's hit that music. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. Okay. So. I'm just I'm just still waking up. I'm still getting into it from the weekend timestamp. It is eight o'clock. It's right up, just about eight o'clock on the dot, February twelfth. Uh, we got a documentary I just watched it's on HBO. After nearly cutting the cable, uh, Comcast came through, gave me a uh, hundred dollars off, two years. I had to sign contract, but I got HBO for free. Uh, I don't have any other real channels now, but I, I got HBO. Uh, first movie I watched, boom, Terminator Salvation. But we're talking about the second movie I watched, which is a Steven Spielberg documentary directed by, what what's this lady's name? Uh, Susan Lacey. I looked her up. Her Wikipedia is disgusting. It has like three lines. It's as bad as mine if mine does exist. And she is a girl that, uh, female filmmaker, she's decorated, she um, worked on the American Master series, if you're familiar with that, some of those episodes are fantastic, I think the Mark Twain one stood out, so I sit down, I watch this documentary, uh, and it begins like all great filmmaking documentaries should. It goes into childhood. You see some early footage of Steven Spielberg's um, like home movies and, and how he was, uh, you know, like doing things from the age of sixteen on. And then it just went completely off the rails in uh, horrible, horrible adulate, uh, adulation. No, um, no objective point of view. Okay, it, it it this this documentary does not even draw a line in the sand. Okay, so essentially this documentary just says Steven Spielberg made a lot of great movies at one time, and they were fantastic, and you should know about them. Um, the, you know that that positioning really uh it, it got to me, and that's why I wanted to sit down for Dream Warrior sixty nine special special episode. Everyone sixty nine. How how does it feel? To do a 69 with Peter. That feels that good. I know. But yeah. So coffee cough real quick. We, we're we doing uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Double chocolate glazed donut ground coffee. Brewed, of course. But, uh, you know, to top this off, we got some ice cubes in here. Because we, we like to do iced coffee in the morning. Just because it's quick and good. Uh, with peanut butter cup Reese's. Reese's branded peanut butter cup creamer. So this is a chocolate peanut butter coffee, and you you wish you had this because this is. A, I'm going to take a sip right now. Excuse me. Okay, so when 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 we discuss Spielberg and we go through his filmography, we know we all know what to talk about, right? Uh, I do give this documentary some some credit because it went into dual. His 1971 uh, made-for-television movie, uh, which I, I remember when that like was almost like re-released on VHS, and how excited I was to to be able to order it uh, because at one time, like you you had something like Sun Sun Coast, 
uh, Suncoast video that was in all of our local malls in South Jersey. And Suncoast was like just like a library that you, you can browse, you can purchase. What you know, like there was record stores, music stores like this, like Tower Records, like all that stuff. And it was just like, oh my god, you know. And then, yeah, you know, there would be a catalog behind the counter that you could order from. And not all the movies uh, in the catalog were on the shelf, and you had to look things up. And sometimes you didn't even have a year. It would just strictly be the name of the movie and the like the studio and then there was like a barcode or some like numerical record uh, and, and that was it and i remember yeah uh ordering dual having them call me you know you, you would get a slip you couldn't lose the slip and exchange the slip pay the rest of the money and and you you have your movie and yeah it was uh, i would say like this would, would it might have been like early high school like maybe like um like sophomore year potentially or junior year in uh, or middle middle high school but yeah so uh, absorbing the life of steven spielberg there, there was a biography that i tore to shreds reading and rereading uh throughout those years and and uh you know, like before, everyone knew everything, which is a good thing. And I, I say this with a grain of salt. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't say this with complete seriousness, but uh, imagination and creativity when it comes to media uh, was really magnified. Uh, I would say maybe between like J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of Lord of the Rings, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, and Walt Disney. And, and that was like all... At one point, you know, like now we got J.K. Rowling, we have John Lasseter from Pixar, uh, even Steve Jobs. Uh, you know, like uh, creativity and imagination is 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 uh, it's cobbled with all these other forces now. Uh, you know, like Frank Franzetti is somewhat of a regular name that people know. P everyone knows Stan Lee. Like it goes on and on, and I think all that's positive. But uh, you know, for myself growing up, oh my God, it was very like small it was a small group of people to know a lot of things about and i had a george lucas hardback that was sl like slight biography but kind of was more about the movies and and industrial light and magic and, and i forget the name of, the, of that hardback um i would be able to pull it off my shelf real quick but everything's still packed because uh, i'm still removing into what i was moving out of uh, the move never happened, by the way. Uh, maybe I'll get into that later or another episode. But yeah, so yeah, Spielberg was a, a sub subject of study. So uh, purchasing Duel, and if you haven't seen Duel, it's essentially Jaws. Uh, it's a stalking movie, but Jaws is a truck, and it is following this 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 gentleman who is evading the truck now of course we're dealing with wide open like nevada desert roads and and things like that and um yeah it's 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 a very cool hell of a movie so the two movies he made after that some, something evil made for tv and sugar land express in 1974 i have not seen i've not seen either of those and then two blemishes because i really should know those movies and then we get the big one 1975 jaws this documentary goes into jaws uh, and some good little pointers about the difficulties of, of shooting and, and this and that. So Jaws, Close Encounters, 1941, which was his comedic flop. So at 1941, Spielberg could not find work um, because he was over budget. He, he was an over budget filmmaker. Documentary nailed that. You know, they they actually said it, and I was really 
really happy about that. Okay. And then we get into Indiana Jones. We know that. It, so, 82, like, so it doesn't approach something into 1982. Uh, which is, I, I think, the most interesting thing about Steven Spielberg in 1982. Uh, E.T. Extraterrestrial and Poltergeist come out in the same year. One uh, is is MGM, and the other one is uh, Universal. Right? Hold up. Let me let me double check. <laughs> oh my God! Am I am I messing this up here? Yeah, you know, ET is Universal Pictures. Thank you. Thank thank you very much. So what happened was, um, uh, Toby Hopper, who directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre, is directing Poltergeist based on Steven Spielberg's script and direction. Yeah, like he created the project. E.T. is Universal that holds Spielberg's contract, and, and, and he can only direct one movie at a time. But supposedly, through court documents and a lawsuit, Steven Spielberg spent like all but single-digit days on a set of Poltergeist. It might have been like four or six days, something ridiculously small. And, you know, he, was, he, w- he would do one movie and go, go to another lot and visit the other, and vice versa. So the Universal sued MGM and Steven Spielberg because they were claiming that Spielberg directed Poltergeist, a competing movie for that year, as he directed E.T. And so 1982 is so interesting because E.T. and Poltergeist are magnifying movies. They're both staples and they're both genres. I mean, you will never have a better ghost movie than Poltergeist ever. Sorry, Insidious fans, even though I love the first one. And we will never have another child alien movie as portrayed in E.T. Uh, um, so, yeah, like, uh, he, he kicked ass and something ridiculous. Uh, like, his the money he was making was maybe, like, like I want to say, like, $14 million a week between those two movies. Uh, again, um, I really should, should reference that biography, but I'm not, uh, it's not here. It's packed. So, 83, we have Twilight Zone, the movie, they completely gloss over that 84 so like so now we're in full swing of steven spielberg producing and executive producing so the movies he's connected to in 84 two movies we heard of gremlins indiana jones temple of doom and then we get to the big blocks 85 let's talk about this year we got fane dango great movie with uh kevin costner and uh coming of age movie directed by Help me out here. Kevin Reynolds, who later did Robin Hood and Waterworld with um, Kevin Costner. And Kevin Reynolds also directed 187 with Samuel Jackson. Uh, People forget that dude. Uh, That dude could swing it. Okay. So we have Fandango. We have Back to the Future. The Goonies. Young Sherlock Holmes. We got four incredible movies either... Produced or executive produced by Steven Spielberg. And then we have his directorial um, venture, The Color Purple, 1985, which the documentary barely gets into. And I don't understand because uh, Color Purple, uh, in, by all means, should have won the Academy Award that year. They, they should, I don't know why you don't discuss that in the... Uh, di- oh. oh, someone just woke up from their uh, little nap. To make his way over here. Hello, boy. 
This is Dallas, everyone. Dallas has just come to, to hang out. Ah, uh, there you go. Of course, you can make make some noise, Dal. Million dollar holler, buddy. No, jeez. Hey, Black Panther comes out this weekend. We're not calling it Black Panther. We can't be racist. We're just calling it B-Panther. Just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, so Color Purple loses uh, from memory, if I say, was out of Africa in 1985. Uh, huge upset. Uh, that was Spielberg's uh, award to win. Uh, might have been like part of where the Academy started to, to potentially crumble. Even though I'm a huge fan of out of, out of Africa and anything made by Pollock. So, 85, future, 86, uh, two executives who producing producing credits. American Tale, The Money Pit. 87, another swinging year for this guy. Uh, we have more Academy Award bait. Uh, M- Empire of the Sun, which was his love letter to David Lean. Uh, and now he's producing 3 O'Clock High, Inner Space, Batteries Not Included. Uh, you have to be uh, refreshed on 3 O'Clock High. And batteries not, not included. I remember seeing that movie with my family. Uh, we still talk about it. We had such a good time watching that movie. Um, and, uh, sorry, I had to take a sip there. But, but yeah, my, my sister and I always reference that movie. Dallas is just... Uh, well, he's just eating some more right now. <laughs> Making some noise. So we start to see in 88 already. We start to see... Uh, stemming from 86, we start to see this interest in American animation. And we can't be better off for it. Now, would it have been nice? <laughs> would it have been nice if this documentary highlighted it? No, they can't. That's just too too complicated. That's just too, too much right there. <sighs> so, 1980, 1988, we have Who Framed... Roger Rabbit and the Lane Before Time. So Spielberg now is contributing to an American tale, an amazing, heartfelt, uh, immigrant-driven story featuring a mouse. Uh, the Lane Before Time, which is still getting straight to DVD sequels or straight to streaming, straight to whatever sequels to this day. That The Lane Before Time might be the largest uh, serialized to a point animation franchise ever might be the 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 largest cell animated franchise ever ever okay uh, I would put money on it and then we have the the VHS that I wore out who framed Roger Rabbit this movie still echoes in me it is fantastic it, uh, we will never have another Roger Rabbit. Uh, 89. Okay, so Spielberg... Okay, so here's the thing. So Spielberg had this run. And the early run is mostly two movies. Jaws, Indiana Jones. He stumbles with 1942. He stumbles with Temple of Doom. Uh, 89, he's he's back directing two movies. Executives, executives are producing two movies. He His exec is Back to the Future Part 2 and Dead. Uh, that is another comedy coming of age. Uh, I believe it starred ten, Ted Danson. Can we click on that? Yeah, Ted Danson and Ethan Ethan Hawke. I forgot about Ethan Hawke. Uh, Dad is a very um, true-to-life movie. Um, I highly recommend that. 
Uh, okay, so now we have always pff, remake slash uh, miss, and then we have Spielberg coming back. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which gets back to family adventure again. Um, strong, um, strong movements in Spielberg's work. Okay, as we saw with elements of Jaws, as we saw with um, even getting brain fart there, close, close encounters and and ET and 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 this. I'm sorry, ET is grouped into his earlier run. Okay, so even by 89, Spielberg has has had hits and misses, but his hits are so magnifying that they overshadow the misses. Uh, 1990, huge year. We have uh, two movies that are, huh, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, he didn't direct, executives have produced, but, but we have two movies, like three movies that have, in the modern day, have come on to their own and become something else. So let's just talk about the two that don't, of the five in 1990, Arachnophobia and Dreams. Dreams is Akira Kurosawa, I believe it was his last movie, that was also produced by Martin Scorsese. That is a movie, if you watch movies, that is a movie to watch. Write that one down. Arachnophobia, Frank Marshall. Uh, yeah, town gets invaded by, by venomous spiders. Awesome movie. That, that movie made me jump, scared the shit out of me a few times. Uh, it could still be the reason why I'm creepy, like weird around spiders right now. And then we have the trifecta. We have Back to the Future Part 3. We all know through the merchandise and the t-shirts and the websites and the Facebook groups, Back to the Future Part 3. People love it. It doesn't matter. People used to hate that movie. Gremlins 2, the new batch. Again, thank you, Naked Toys out of New Jersey, bringing relevance back into Gremlins, making action figure lines of the infinite versions of uh, Mogwais and, <laughs> and Gremlins in Grem from Gremlins to the new batch, adding relevancy to it. That movie has not died. And then we have the biggest surprise, Joe versus a Volcano, which is now becoming a cinephile movie. Incredible. 1990, huge year for Steven Spielberg producing. Again, 91. Uh, we have another big swing, another big mess with Hawk. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, I mean, what can you say? I mean, I feel like an hour of the documentary should have been spent on Hawk because there's so much lore around that movie alone about potentially being created for Michael Jackson as a thank you, as a uh, hookup, as a could you star in this movie, Michael Jackson, and play Peter Pan to um, uh, uh, John Cusack. No, not John Cusack. Uh, Kevin. Oh, jeez. Hold up here. One second here. <laughs> I yeah I, I just hate when you can't find something real quick. Um, Kevin Klein, Kevin Klein was your uh, pre Robin Williams. Kevin Klein was going to be Hook, was going to be featured as Peter Payne and Hook. So uh, what what do we have? So we have uh, ninety one Hook comes and goes, doesn't do anything. Would have been real nice if the documentary touched on that. Uh, keep in mind, this documentary did nothing for Spielberg's film work or animation work. It did nothing for his later work, his modern day work. It strictly was focused on 80s 
and Schindler's List. And it, 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 it that's why it upset me. So we, we, we have a um, we have two more contributions to animation. We have a, an American tale, Farrell Goes West, Tiny Toon Adventures, How I Spent My Vacation. Uh, both great. Uh, there is a movie here I have not seen from 91, A Wish for Wings That Work. I'm not even familiar with that. And we have A Brief History of Time, uh, also I'm not familiar with. So, 92, nothing. 93, he's back. We have Trail Mix-Up, I'm not familiar. And then we have another cool animated movie. We're back, A Dinosaur's Story. I, th- I may have seen that once. I used to own the VHS claim shell, and I may have cracked it open one time. That was just like, hey, like I need to have this for my wall. Um, you know, my Steven Spielberg section for what at one time was my video library. Before, excuse me, before it became in vogue to have like libraries of things and showing them off on uh, YouTube. Okay, ninety three potentially his biggest year ever. Jurassic Park, Schindler's List. We know how Schindler's List goes. We know how Jurassic Park goes. Moving on, 94. Uh, a marketing campaign, the creation of the McRib, back when movies took over uh, a summer through their marketing. 94, the Flintstones. I love the Flintstones so much. Uh, I could not deal with Rosie. Rosie O'Donnell is the worst part of that movie, just because she's on screen. But it is a... Um, it is a movie filled with dinosaurs. So, uh, Rosie fits. Okay, 95. Oh my God, more contribution to animation. Casper and Balto, incre- both incredibly awesome movies. I remember Casper really capturing me that summer. I saw that with uh, with my buddy Rob. 96. Now, now we have a beginning of a collaboration that led to greatness. Stemming from Jurassic Park. But now we go on the run with Michael Crichton. 96, Twister, uh, directed by Jan de Bont, the former cinematographer. Uh, Jan de Bont, a fully capable man, makes an awesome movie. Uh, this now led to, I want to say like around ER. ER was starring. So within like three years, it was like Michael Crichton, Crichton, Jurassic Park, Steven Spielberg, like boom. Crichton, Spielberg. And it was Crichton, Spielberg, Twister. It was Crichton, Spielberg, ER. You, uh, we don't get runs like that anymore. And then in 97, we have Mike uh, Crichton, Spielberg, we'll say like three or four, four, The Lost World, Jurassic Park. Oh, my God. He makes two disappointing sequels with Temple of Doom and Jurassic Park. Now, keep in mind, Temple of Doom hasn't come back yet. Temple of Doom is still considered a miss at this point. So you, you, you can't do sequels, Spielberg. Then we have Men in Black and Amistad. Uh, John, I know you're listening because you, you listen to, to the show a lot. John, I'm talking to you. I remember uh, coming to Philly in in 97. You know, that this is when we were, we were graduating high school. And there was this guy I was talking to on AOL. Wonderful story with Am- Amistad. Uh, that, that's what I'm getting at. Um. Amistad was just coming out. I was going back and forth with this uh, guy making movies, this film producer guy uh, who had an office in Philly or something. And I had a film idea. I, I remember the name of the movie. It was called Hidden Alley. 
and we came to Philly to find this guy. <laughs> and we couldn't find him, but we think we found his office, and we slipped. Uh, I slipped my stuff underneath his door. He did get it because uh, he did um, instant message me, and and uh, I, I think I might have just found some of the, uh, the printouts of the, the conversation and emailed me that he got it. And, uh, like, on our way back, we uh, we bought Amistad as a VHS bootleg on the street of Philly. And I was so excited. Amistad, I couldn't watch it in 97. I still cannot finish watching that movie. It, um, it is just a dribble. It's a huge mess. Another Oscar grab. So, that, so now we've done potentially four Oscar grabs for Spielberg. Color Purple, Empire of the Sun, Schindler's List. Amistad. One one of those movies resonated because the one movie that did resonate went all in, period. Same as Color Purple. That's why Color Purple showed one. Not Empire, not Amistad. They went all in with APOV. 98. 98, we have one of my favorite years for Spielberg. You know, Icebergging the uh, Titanic. We have Saving Private Ryan, the movie I've, I might have seen 10 times in the theater, 7 to 10 times. We have the last days. Uh, I'm going to click on this because I'm not familiar with the last. It's a documentary. I think it's a Holocaust documentary. But yeah, I should I should watch that with music by Hans Zimmer. Sign me up. And then we have two of my um, favorite movies. So at this point, DreamWorks is is prevalent. Uh, DreamWorks cranks out The Mask of Zorro and Deep Impact. Uh, I like both of those movies. Um, I was explaining the difference between Deep Impact and Armageddon last night uh, to my view with my viewing partner, and uh, yeah, it both I signed me up both both of those movies. Okay, uh, yeah, and look, I'm just scrolling through Wikipedia right here. By the way, uh, what I had have some additional notes, but uh, 99 we have Wacko's Wish uh, based on his hugely successful Warner Brothers uh, block. That is syndicated now for after-school television. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures. That later led into Freakazoid, Invasion USA, which was a WB Channel 13-episode uh, miniseries, which was uh, I'd never seen because I was working at the mall at the time. and I was, Or I might have been uh, doing kitchen work, but I was hustling my butt off. I, I broke my heart that I missed that. Um, at this time, too, let me just look it up. Because we look things up here. Uh, 98. So now now Spielberg is fully in the lexicon. So um, 98 too we have the uh, the someone who's I've been um, I just watched Varsity Blues. I just watched Rules of Attraction. Two, two of my absolute favorite movies. But we have James Vanderbeek. We have Kevin Williamson off his screen. The, the golden writing child of you know the, the the magnanimous Kevin Williamson who is right now forgotten and underrated creates Dawson's Creek. Dawson Dawson is a filmmaker in this TV show, uh, despite the innovation of teenage dialogue and dynamics. Dawson is obsessed with Steven Spielberg. Every time Dawson is in his room and the camera is with him, we are surrounded by Steven Spielberg posters because he is obsessed. So Steven Spielberg. Getting into the century, the end of the century, and the birth of another century, getting into 99 and 2000 is fully embedded in the American lexicon beyond Academy Awards, beyond box office 
greatness, he is embedded. Okay, so we have uh, again. You make a documentary about Steven Spielberg, um, offered the the success of Saving Private Ryan, who was robbed, by the way, uh, for not Best Picture. Uh, it was Steven Spielberg's second Academy Award. Uh, might have been his fourth or fifth nomination at that point. Uh, Saving Private Ryan should have won Best Picture, but that was stolen by uh, Shakespeare in Love, uh, now considered one of the greatest Oscar campaigns ever for nomination, uh, won by Harvey Weinstein, um, which I believe is his one true real crime. Just joking. Okay. And then we get into Medal of Honor. So the success of Saving Private Ryan goes into Medal of Honor, and the uh, Call of Duty concept is created. And Medal of Honor is a huge success and gets a, is, is the birth of, of a first-person type of first-person shooter type, type of genre within gaming. Huge on PlayStation, but yeah, thank you, Steven Spielberg. I, I, I'm going to drink some water. Wacko's Wish from 1999, uh, I have not seen, and I wish I had. Uh, 2000, we have Shooting War. I'm not familiar with you. This is a uh, is a future history webcomic, graphic novel by Roger. Oh, okay. So how is Steven Spielberg connected to this? I don't see him in the credits. Funny. Okay. Not a big deal. So Shooting War 2000, he is credited as executive producer. Uh, and then we have 2001. Uh, we have a far superior <laughs> documentary that features Steven Spielberg that came out this year. Now, uh, Stanley Kubrick has has died. Um, he, he, he died with an unfinished movie, Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut is a straight-up masterpiece. Straight up. Uh, he dies, the movie still comes out, okay? Uh, the movie is somewhat disappointing. My sister and I didn't get it. Uh, in life, when I've had relationships, <laughs> I get eyes wide shut now. I fully understand it. I feel like parts of that are for me. Like like, like Kubrick knew I would get it, so he, he put those in there. And Spielberg now finishes uh, AI artificial intelligence, but Stanley Kubrick, a life in picture, is now rated by Tom Cruise documentary that gets into the dirt. Uh, and I mean, like you, you feel like you understand Stanley Kubrick when you watch this movie. I mean, fantastic! It goes into his early photography, his his start in uh, like still pictures. Okay, so like he didn't just jump right into filmmaking; he eased into it. And yeah, incredible, and, and, and incredible documentary. I, I wish this this documentary had um, you know had had what what this one does. I'm sorry. Okay, so AI, artificial intelligence, one of Kubrick's unfinished movies. Spielberg comes in and wraps it up from concept to uh, he he takes a movie from concept to script to scenes to artwork to completion. So it it essentially is. A Steven Spielberg movie, Stanley Cooper concept. So now, now we get into a tough run here because AI. I group with four movies, and I don't know what happened here. Lithium, cocaine, 
whippets, but um, Spielberg loses the lust of an ending. His nothing sticks and nothing resonates. And there's four movies that are the casualty of this. And it is heartbreaking. But AI being one of them. Jurassic Park 3 being one of them. Uh, I mean, that that's your baby. And that movie has such a convenient ending. AI, artificial intelligence, the movie, the way that movie wraps up is, um, it's broad. I would say it's broad and confusing. Uh, it doesn't hit. I can explain it to you. I can explain, okay, but I always feel like every time I explain it, I'm just, um, I don't know, man, like I'm sacrificing something. Uh, and so to, to round out 2001, we have Vanilla Sky. Uh, Cameron Crowe, Tom Cruise, Cameron Diaz, uh, Jason Bate, no, excuse me, J uh, Jason Bate, um, my name is, my name is Earl Guy, who, <laughs> my name is Earl, whoever that guy is, uh, they're all, uh, Vanilla Sky, just watch it, it's a great movie, okay, let's get back to uh, Missing Endings, okay, AI, Artificial Intelligence, 2001. Jurassic Park 3, 2001. Now, that's he didn't, That's not his movie, but that is, that's his franchise. Oh, and then we have Minority Report. Let me just, uh, I got to turn. There you go. So, Minority Report. Okay, we got another, another ending that just, just doesn't stick. The entire setup for Minority Report, awesome. Uh, there's somewhat of a funny comparison. Um, they compare the factory scene in Minority Report to the factory scene in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, and, and yeah, like Factory, uh, I was just watching Terminator Salvation. <laughs> That's another movie, but like a factory, like um, like I have to dodge these things being made around me. So that, that's becoming like, it became like a thing, Okay. Uh, potentially uh, started with, you know, between Star Wars and Minority Report. I'm sure there's other movies that feature that. So, 2002 Minority Report, Men in Black 2, Taken, Austin Powers, Goldmember, which he appears in. And 2002 might be like his late, his final great movie. Catch me if you can. Uh, which I still don't understand how, how uh, DiCaprio does not win for that one. DiCaprio should have like eight or nine Academy Awards by now. Um, in 2004, we have Double Dare. I'm not familiar. He features it. Okay, that's something he's featured in. Um, he's featured in The Cutting Edge, The Magic of Movie Editing. Fantastic. Another fantastic documentary. And then we have 2004, another collaboration with him and Tom Hanks, The Terminal. Okay, we're just going to forget The Terminal. Because that's garbage. Nah, it's, uh, it's okay. It's hard to say anything by Spielberg is garbage. We just we watch it one time and we're moving on. 2005, we have another fantastic documentary featuring Steven Spielberg that is far better than this documentary. Directed by John Ford. Go and watch it. Okay, then we have the Legend of Zorro sequel, Memoirs of a Geisha. 
Uh, and we have two movies directed by Spielberg. One, Oscar Bait. One is the agreement of a uh, finalizing a, a deal that Tom Cruise had with, with the studio. And Tom Cruise was able to get Steven Spielberg for War of the Worlds. There's a whole story behind the genesis of that movie that should have been in this documentary. So the one thing we're leaving out is Spielberg has this long history of executive producing being uh, part of the seed concepts that hit our culture. Now, during this, he uh, has DreamWorks SKG. Okay, so DreamWorks SKG. Okay, so DreamWorks SKG. Okay. Um, was founded in 94. Okay. Okay. Uh, it, it is uh, so we're 10 years into DreamWorks. DreamWorks, um, uh, which was Spielberg, Katzenberg, Geffen, music, film, animation, took over animation, took over um, uh, Hollywood driven art films or Hollywood driven Oscar bait movies like Gladiator, American Beauty. Are uh, we're thankful for DreamWorks for, for these movies? So DreamWorks goes on a Academy Award run, unlike anything before its day. Uh, we're not discussing those movies. We're, we're strictly going through Spielberg and his credits right now. Uh, but yeah, this time, prior to the fall of DreamWorks, um, not Dream Warriors, but DreamWorks, uh, it, it, it's an extraordinary collection of, of film. And the, truly the most notable is American Beauty. And that is one of the greatest Academy Award winning movies ever. Uh, that movie should be embedded in your in, in your mind. Okay, so we have War of the Worlds. This is the fourth movie that Spielberg's involved with that does not stick the ending. And then we have the confusing Munich. Now, I remember everyone said Munich was good when it came out. No one rushed to see it. Um, the documentary does own up to the movie being split. Uh, I don't understand how when you're Steven Spielberg... And we know you're you're Jewish, and we know your background, and you make Munich with the point of view that it has. I don't understand what service you're doing, because you're not portraying evil as evil exists in this world, and you are now an old man that just wants people to be friends, and everyone has a side of a story. And if we took the point of view of Munich and applied it to Schindler's List. Yeah, we would have a, a drastically different and equally frustrating movie. Munich is wonderfully made, shot, directed, standout scenes. Okay, and that's it. It's a technical triumph, and that's all Munich is. And then we have a like somewhat of a collaboration with Spielberg, more Oscar bait with 2006, Flags of Our Fathers, and Letters from Iwo Jima. We have a Robert Zemeckis collaboration. Spielberg and Zemeckis have done some great things. You know, Back to the Future, Roger Rabbit, uh, Monster House. This is when Zemeckis was hardcore in running, um, I think it was Imageworks, was uh, not Sony Imageworks. Uh, I'm forgetting the name. It's closed down. Um, Mars Needs Moms crushed this. <laughs> it crushed this. But uh, Robert Zemeckis, uh, Monster House, uh, Jim Carrey, Christmas Carol, um, Beowulf. Uh, he he was making um, Polar Express. He was making these animated movies that were um, really groundbreaking. Uh, still are. Um, and then we have another documentary. The shark is still working. So Sp Spielberg has been in better has appeared in better documentaries than this documentary itself. And then we have 
uh, potentially his last great producing credit, 2007 Transformers. Uh, what do we have to, I mean, the hype was real with this movie. The excitement was true. Uh, people thought it would be more Spielberg than, My than Michael Bay. People thought Michael Bay would uh, pick up things from Spielberg. Like now he would be like tutelage almost, like um, like teacher-student. No, no, it's a Michael Bay movie, and I give Bay all the credit. Um, and then we have, you know, somewhat of this run with uh, Shia LaBeouf with Eagle Eye in 2008, and then we have 2008, one of the worst sequels of all time, Indiana Jones and King Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Disaster. 2009, The Warrior Strikes hit, so he now is collaborating with Shia LaBeouf. He's collaborating with Peter Jackson. The Peter Jackson collab comes with The Lovely Bones, a movie I watched like 30, 40 minutes of, could not finish because it was so, just felt fake and formulaic. And we have Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, uh, Victim of the Warrior Strike. Um, to, so that's wrapping up 2009. 2010. Uh, Hollywood Don't Surf. I'm not gonna, uh, that's something he appears in as himself. We have Hereafter and True Grit, two producing credits. Hereafter is confusing. True Grit, great. Cohen Brothers, 2011, man, we, very productive year. We have his second collab with Adventures of, with the Adventures of Tintin. Uh, and no, no, I'm sorry, we have Eagle Eye. I thought he did, uh, I thought he did that Suburbia movie, or Disturbia, I guess not. Okay, so 2011, we, Spielberg goes all in on Aliens. <laughs> we have Paul, Great movie uh, with Simon Pegg. We have Super 8. Uh, you know, so already forgotten. Okay, but that was Stranger Things before it was Stranger Things. Transformers, Dark in the Moon. Aliens, 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 Cowboys, and Aliens. Aliens. We, we, <laughs> we got four Alien <laughs> movies by Steven Spielberg in 2011. And I'm pretty sure uh, Fallen Skies uh, came out around this time. So we have a whole TV show. <laughs> Enough with the Aliens. Uh Again, I mentioned Adventures of Tintin with Peter Jackson. Uh, and we have Real Steel. Uh, incredible music by Danny Elfman. Incredible uh, everything. Hugh Jackman's good in that. Uh, Sean Levy, incredible direction. Uh, design, the, the design of Real Steel is real. This is an underrated big movie from 2011. Uh, it is, it's worth it. It's just worth it to watch it. It's a funny, weird future thing. It's hard to pinpoint it is, but it is it, uh, calling it Rock'em Sock'em Robots is a disservice. Real Steel is a real movie. And then we have 2011, a movie that no one listening, even the members of the Spielberg family has not seen the war horse. I, I had never, ever had a desire to see this movie. Uh, nothing about it grabs me. And then in 2012, we have more aliens, Men in Black. 2012, we have Lincoln. More Oscar bait. Uh, I don't know. I I call it Oscar bait. I don't know. I don't know if I'm cheaping. If if if, if I'm really being cheap. Um, uh, it's tough. Uh, I mean, this movie was talked and speculated. Same with Memoirs of a Geisha. Um, directed by uh, Gary, the guy that directed Chicago did Memoirs of a Geisha. I'm not, I'm not uh, Gary Ross, I think. Uh, War uh, Lincoln, 
was like 10 years I was reading about that in, in the trades. It felt like it gets made. Daniel Day-Lewis, um, again, I don't know too much about his performance because I, I watched 10 minutes of Lincoln and I wholeheartedly rejected how that movie opens. Uh, it, it's rainy, it's nighttime, he's he's sitting and he's talking to black slaves. Not black slaves, he's talking to black soldiers. And uh, like interjecting that concept into the Civil War, which was pivotal in Lincoln's legacy. It's just cheap, dumb, and lazy. I'm sorry. And I'm pretty sure Lincoln... Does Lincoln have a script by John Logan? Might be the only John Logan movie I do not like. No. Tony Kushner. Not... Th- okay. John Logan. Uh, <laughs> dodge that bullet. But no. Uh, yeah, it just... It sucks. Uh, I could not get into Lincoln because it felt political. It just... I just felt politics in that movie as soon as it started. And I'm moving on. So, to 2014... We have a hundred foot journey. Uh, what is that? Okay, that's a weird movie. I'm not the, the movie poster for that. Uh, no interest. Uh, Transformers: Age of Extinction, 2015. Uh, Jurassic World. We have a desperate crab. <laughs> Another Tom Hanks collab. Bridge of Spies. Just stop making movies with Tom Hanks, Stephen. You, it's over. 2016. We have this. Entry into children movies, children film, uh, the BFG, big effing giant, big friendly giant. It should be big effing giant. Uh, geez, I'm sorry, no interest even in that. And because you know, we're at by 2016, two years ago, we're, we live in an age of Pixar. Uh, we're spoiled by Pixar, we're spoiled by fantastic things through animation, just in concept alone. Uh, BFG just doesn't never resonate. It's not fully animated. I know it's got like live action, but it just looks fake and weird and, and, and muddy. Like the, the concept design work just looks muddy. No interest in that. And 2017, we have Transformers The Last Night. Uh, you know, executive producer. Again, Michael Bay still grinding away. And we have The Post, a highly politicized, positioned movie, Oscar Bait. 100% Oscar bait is the post. Uh, no desire to see the post at all. Uh, also, starring Tom Hanks. Uh, why don't, don't I have... I mean, I would maybe... I would catch it, though. I would catch it to see how well that movie moves. Uh, I would immediately compare it to... Um, uh, like the Falcon and the, the uh, Snowman. Or all, all the President's Men. Um I would really uh, like even network. I would compare it to 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 those movies and see if Spielberg can do that that type. Um, the paper, Ron Howard, highly underrated movie. I would compare it to those movies. Okay, uh, and to uh, you know, I, maybe I talk myself into wanting to uh, see it. And then next year or this year, I'm sorry, we have Ready Player One and executive producing Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Ready Player One, again, I got no interest in that. It just seems like low-hanging, cheap fruit pop culture bait. Uh, I don't think the concept is sold in any of the trailers. I don't like that world at all. It's just, okay, I get it. Like, it's this this utopian, and you're going to make comments about energy crisis and things like that. Dude, making too much of a statement on on that kind of interrupted Cloverfield 
Paradox, the uh, Netflix movie. You, 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 you can't go heavy with these messages unless the message is, is the plot and the message needs to be nuanced. Uh, Cloverfield Paradox did not have a nuanced message and it it stumbled from that concept. Now, you might want to say, like, what movies have people? Like, what movies are you speaking of? I'm talking about Logan's Run. I'm talking about Planet of the Apes, the original. Beneath the Planet of the Apes. And you ever want to go for double on that? Um, Escape from the Planet of the Apes. These are all socially driven movies that have a nuanced uh, concept, a presentation of the concept. I'm talking Watchmen. Okay, this this is what nuance does to movies, and you know I fully back the Watchmen movie. I think it's that, that's in my top three, maybe my to, like top five, maybe top three comic book movies adapta- adaptations, not comic book movie, but adaptation, which I'll also put Dick Tracy in that high list. Um, yeah, I back Watchmen. I back the Crow. I back these adaptations. Um. Yeah, so Ready Player One, whatever, and then we have Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, and the concept for Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, is not resonating. So, so we have this. So, uh, I had trouble digging up some of Spielberg's TV work. So, I got this IndieWire article, and it goes through like his his maybe like fifteen TV uh, projects. Uh, you know, like where we talked about um, Fallen Sky. Which I, I saw some of, and I can actually, uh, it ran from 2011 to 2014. Falling Skies is like a huge arc. Uh, I, I Digging that movie. I mean, digging that, that show. Uh, Under the Dome, never seen. Into the West, 2005. I'm not even familiar with that. The River, 2012, not familiar with. Um, Sequest, DSV, 1993 to 95. This, this, this was Star Trek in the Ocean. Uh, I love DSV. Because I love science fiction on that on these very basic page turning levels, meaning that here's the concept, here's the characters, and we're we're going to resolve this, and it's going to be goofy along the way. Uh, Smash 2012, not even familiar with that. Extinct, uh, kind of familiar with that. Terror Nova, Dinosaurs in Future, uh, that was one season. Uh, Farvel's American. Tales, so this is what his venture into Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, United States of Terror, I'm kind of familiar with that. Freakazoid, we talked about. Taken, not familiar with. Taken came out in 2002. Uh, Amazing Stories, always familiar with Amazing Stories. And then we have some of the HBO stuff, The Pacific, um, Pinky and the Brain, and Maniacs, and Bane the Brothers. So I don't know, like his TV contributions are incredible. Uh, he's done multimedia. I remember I had this one, I've seen footage of this one restaurant that Spielberg was a part of that had like a multi-floor video game where you were in like a rail and you would sit down and the video game would go from like almost like the Tower of Terror in, in Hollywood, in um, MGM Hollywood, Disney. Uh, and it would it would shoot up between the levels, and it was kind of like a shooter. And see, like that's that's a lot of the stuff that the I feel like the documentary should have jumped in on. It definitely should have mentioned Dawson's Creek because Dawson's Creek was everything. It was pivotal. I, I said I was going to turn off my phone uh, or turn it down. I did not because I suck. But yeah, so I um, just really disappointed with with the documentary because everyone featured talking in this thing, like as of. You know, actors and producers. It was just, they were just between his legs the, the entire time. 
Um, do we do we have more to discuss with Steven Spielberg? Yes. Uh, uh, should Steven Spielberg be a constant study? Should his like up to eighty nine? Should we like give him all the credit? Yeah. Like you took over the eighties. Not only did you direct great movies, but you executive produced and you were spearheading movies through Amblin Entertainment. Did you do great things through DreamWorks, SKG? You certainly did. You gave us Shrek. Like, all of these things, that your power, your prominence, your name was able to to unload, like, to to you, like to get money and get financing, get to, okay. But at the end of the day, we, it's been so long since anyone cared about a Steven Spielberg movie to the point that we rushed through the theater or we rushed to get it on DVD or we wanted it to be streaming as right away. Steven Spielberg should just give it all up and focus on making movies with Netflix, period. Um, he should just jump right into it. He should be on the forefront of it. Um, I don't know how much of a game changer that would be. Everyone said Cloverfield Paradox was a game changer. No, 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 no. If Cloverfield Paradox was great, then then we can argue that it was impactful. Not a game changer. Spielberg going to something like Netflix or even Amazon Instant or Amazon Studios. They would, it would be epic moves. Would they be game changers? No. Uh, if he created a Jaws or an Indiana Jones through one of those ventures, then yes, but no. I feel like he should do, uh, you know, he should do the indie what Lucas let happen to um, Star Wars. Like, uh, you, you let other people jump in. I'm sorry. Uh, you lost the flavor. People can come in and make a better Indiana Jones movie than, than you, as, as we've seen with Star Wars. We, we've had three fantastic Star Wars movies without... Lucas involved at all, and <coughs> excuse me, but Solo's looking good. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm I'm excited for Solo. Okay, we're an hour deep. I'm signing off now. Uh, what else do we have coming? So Chris is coming by tomorrow for Tuesday. Uh, we're we're working to make Dream Warriors every day, every day. Okay, so I'm trying to get the new guy. His name's Dex Dexter. Dexter is going to be potentially a new regular, okay? He is a film buff, and he is a fun, cool guy. Okay, so um, we're doing things. We're going to try to do Dream Warriors Monday through Friday, okay? At least with, with special um, special editions on the weekend, special recordings on the weekend. Uh, you know, um, we got Black Panther this week. So this Friday, we will be doing Black Panther. I'm going to be discussing... Uh, Term- Terminator Salvation because you know you most likely re- recall that movie incorrectly. You 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 out there failed Terminator Salvation. I love that movie. I love it. I don't know. I don't know about you. I love it. Follow me, aka Pad Thirteen IG, aka Pad Snapchat, aka Pad Twitter. Find me on Facebook, Peter A Deluca. Peter Deluca. Just find me. Just search. Just search aka Pad on Facebook. Etsy. Etsy slash shop slash aka pad. Okay, it, aka pads everywhere. Uh, make a huge push on Etsy now. We're, we're going to be offering amazing things. If, if you need the work, the work is available. It's going to be there. Um, YouTube, aka pad. We're, we're just kicking butt. We're just doing things. We got 30 subscribers, but we're. <laughs> hey, we got a lot of views, though. Got a lot of views. Not a lot of subscribers, though. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, we got things coming in through YouTube. We're going to be doing. Art book reviews, novel reviews, self-help book reviews, fiction, non-fiction book reviews, uh, tutorials, sketching, time-lapse. 
if you're into creativity and you want to see a creative person unleashed, uh, yes, okay, uh, follow me, uh, join the party. Uh, if you live around Philly, come hang out. Let's do some things. Signing off now, everyone. Have a good Monday. Have a have a have a have the best Monday you can. Cause I worked all weekend. I only I, I believe it or not, I've been had uh, sprouts of sleeping. Deep sleep, good, well rested. But I haven't been sleeping. You gotta do something. You gotta get creative. You're a creative person. I want you to be creative. Do what I'm doing. Just go nuts. Get in there. You know, become an ally. Become an enemy. Let's be creative enemies. I'm not even sure what that means, but let's do this. Let's get lit. Let's blow it up. Okay. Signing off, everyone. Have a great day. Dream Warrior 69. We are done.